It's time to be about that life, the startup life. Here's your host, Dominic Lawson. All right, Startup Nation, so I hope you're ready to receive some value today. My name is Dominic Lawson, and this is The Startup Life, the show for entrepreneurs and career-minded professionals. You know, Startup Nation, we always talk about grind, hustle, work, 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 and and scaling the business, but sometimes we got to take care of ourselves. You have to remember that if we don't take care of ourselves, we definitely can't take care of the business, which is why we have a fantastic guest for you today. She is the Chief Wellness Officer of Remote Team Wellness. She is Taryn Calmer. TC, how's it going, ma'am? <laughs> going so well. How are you, Dominic? I, like I said, you know me, I'm living a dream. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate your uh, your time and your value and stuff like that. So I really appreciate you coming on today. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm really excited to have a conversation with you. For sure. For sure. So, you know, before we get started, I always ask people, you know, uh, you know, since, you know, 2020 was one for the record books and it's kind of leaked over into 2021, you know what I mean? With everything kind of going on. And I know you've been very vital uh, in a lot of people's lives, you know, uh, during this pandemic with what you do and stuff like that. And before we dive into that, just kind of share with us, you know, what are some lessons you took away from 2020 as it pertains to business, as it pertains to life or just all of the above? Oh, wow. That's a fantastic question. And I really want to start by answering it um, to say that the, the biggest lesson I learned is that being flexible is pretty much the only way to approach life. Sure. <laughs> um, being able to adapt, being able to change and pivot and um, try and not let yourself get too stuck in what is happening and think it's happening to you, but rather allow it to move you in a direction that could be even more beneficial or transformational. But for in order for that to happen, you have to be open to change um, and open to that flexibility and that pivot just, just coming in at any time that you don't really expect it. Um, so yeah, I, I think that I think the biggest lesson for me in 2020 and 2021 uh, was not only around letting go of the idea that I had of what what for an idea for myself an idea for my business an idea for what i was doing and the way that i was operating mm -hmm. but also allowing myself to almost expand into a space of you know the unknown which is is a scary place to be obviously Absolutely. because you know it's not it's not it's not comfortable right. it's not comfortable to um to move into a direction that you you're not familiar with but there's so many, there are so many lessons to be garnered from that space if you're, you allow yourself to enter into it with an open mind and the ability to, again, adapt to whatever comes at you rather than being completely overwhelmed or swayed by what is happening. For sure. You know, you, you bring up an interesting point because, you know, uh, I think a lot of a lot of people can 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 probably learn from that flexibility uh, lesson. I think a lot of times you know, in society, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship, we see TVs and movies about like, you know, you got to stand firm and like, you know, you got to like whatever, whatever, but you're absolutely right. I, I have to co-sign to that, Taryn, because, you know, being able to be flexible and be able to pivot, because uh, I, I mean, I swear, if there was ever a fulcrum point, uh, 2020 was it, you know what I mean? So uh, being able to pivot is it, so crucial. Thank you for sharing that. 
Yeah, no worries. Thank you. I, I, hope, I hope that makes sense. No. I also think, I, I also think that that flexibility and you know that rigidity is important. Being able to, of course, um, being able to have the you know the foundation of what it is that you believe, what you stand for, is right. important. Of course, that comes that comes back to your basic, you know, your basic ethos for what you do and your why. But the ability to you know, transform with that is something that is a, a skill that needs to be built and continually garnered to and continually tended in order for you to be as resilient as possible. Because it, it, it's inevitable the change is going to happen in your life, in your business, in, in any circumstance, something is going to happen to change the plan that you have for the trajectory that you're on. So being able to have almost a little bit of a head start on that by being so open to that change mm. um, and knowing that when it does come, it's not going to be the end of the world. It's not going to be, you know, something, something that really, really significantly rocks you. Now, don't get me wrong. The pandemic is, is, is rocking all of us on a profound oh. and fundamental of level. Course. And that's not going to happen in every situation. That's, that, that, that's not the change that I'm talking about being prepared for, but that change has just really brought up how, you know, fragile and uh, ephemeral this life is. So I think that it's a really good lesson to take from what's happened in 2020 and 2021. For sure. For sure. Take in all of that startup nation. Mm -hmm. I hope you really uh, got that. Uh, And I appreciate that. So let's kind of dive into what you do. First, I want to kind of hear some of the backstory. Have you have you always been in the, in the fitness game or like, was there like a life changing moment or were you just like one of those naturally athletic people from birth? Kind of t- walk me through that a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah, no worries. I definitely can do. I was actually a person that I'm pretty sure I could dance before I could walk. Okay. I was always so interested in moving my body and exploring the limits and limitations of mm. my body, but also trying to push myself past them. So I grew up dancing um, and was really very engaged in in different kinds of dance practices, but then also kind of like um, different fighting styles. And I, through that process and through that experience, learned a lot about my own body Mm. to the point where it made me interested in studying human movement and anatomy. And so I I started studying osteopathy, which is a manual therapy. And I thought it was what I really wanted to do because it meant being able to treat the body as a holistic system, as a unit. Um, And, but I, in, in that process, I also started teaching yoga and understanding more about the of the body and how to, how to recover from injuries because I had, I had had so many injuries growing up through growing up dancing and growing up moving my body. I wanted to really learn different ways to firstly give people ways to maintain their bodies, even if they weren't athletes, even if they weren't, um, you know, people who are highly active how to how to add wellness into their everyday and how to integrate a little bit more wellness and movement into their lifestyles so right. in that process i really started exploring and understanding more about the just human movement in general right um and and i've been te- so i've been teaching yoga since 
2010. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I got to do it in a, di- a lot of different settings, from studios to corporate offices to conferences and events and festivals. Um, and again, that that has kind of moved me into a space of being really, really interested in how people move, how people are integrating wellness and movement into their lives and see how we can optimize that. Because it's not necessarily that you have to you know, have a hour-long routine where you move your body every single day but there are different types of movements that can be really integral and really beneficial to your foundational and fundamental movements throughout your life so that's that's kind of how where my journey has brought me to at this point with uh, what I'm doing with remote team wellness and seeing how our workforce has moved to being completely virtual and completely remote (laughs) Um, I I am looking for more sustainable ways to make that a long-term, a long-term thing that we that can be beneficial for for us as people, instead of it being that you know we we all have to work remotely and we don't really know how to manage that. Mm-hmm. Um, rather, allowing it, allowing people and allowing businesses to take better care of their employees by just again integrating wellness into their days, rather right. than. Um, rather than just the work of it all. Exactly. Right? Exactly. exactly. Just the right. work of it all. Just the work Absolutely. of it all. No, I, I definitely understand <laughs> that, you know, and, and you, you, you maybe you remind me of, uh, saying with everything you're saying, like, you know, just kind of, you know, like you don't have to do like an hour each day or you don't have to do Ooh. like, you're a, you know, American football player, do two a days or three a days <laughs> or something like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, but you know, I'm reminded of a story. Are you familiar with the comedian Kevin Hart at all? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I asked that. Who isn't familiar with Kevin Hart? But, you know, he had that accident a while back. Right. You know, know, but I remember he was telling the story. I think it was uh, on another podcast or something like that. He was telling the story uh, that. Uh, you know, cause you know, he's a, you know, kind of a, you know, he works out a lot and stuff like that in great shape, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Uh, but he was saying that his doctor told him that had he not been as fit as he was, that accident would have ki- probably killed him. And, uh-huh. and so it, it just reminds me that, you know, first of all, the human body is amazing. Like it's, it's just so <laughs> crazy about, you know, all the nuances about like repairing itself and, and, and stuff like that. But it, it goes to what you were saying earlier that, you know, just a little bit of, you know, uh, uh, you know, a little bit of wellness, you know, working out or whatever the case may be, uh, stuff like that can really go a long way, not just for uh, your health personally, but also your productivity. So I guess, you know, I know you get this probably this question all the time where, you know, where you're pitching to uh, corporations and businesses to try to implement some type of wellness plan and stuff like that. Uh, you know, when they say, well, I don't know if we have time for that. You know, I imagine you get that pushback uh, from time to time. Kind of talk about that a little bit, because I imagine that, you know, that happens quite often. Oh, absolutely. I think I think that's that's probably one of the the most the most common things that I hear a lot right. of companies say, and not only companies but also individuals. There's of course, there's of always course. that element of I don't have the time to do this. But here's the thing, and I I don't know where this this statement comes from, but it is so profound. I'm actually going to say it twice. Sure. Um, if you if you don't make time for your wellness, you're going to have to make time for your illness. Facts. And that's something that that that's something that hit me. I'll say it again. 
if you don't make time for your, your wellness, you're going to have to make time for your illness. And Big that's something facts. that I generally <laughs> that's fine. try. I was in your amen corner. I wanted to, I wanted to re-emphasize, help reemphasize that for you, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> Thank you. No, that was perfect. That was absolutely <laughs> perfect. Um, so I, I really, I really do believe that. And that's, that's generally what I, what I would say to anyone who told me that they didn't have time for that. Cause to put it into perspective, if you're not prioritizing something, then that is something that you're going to have to, you're going to have to make concession for in a way at some point for sure as long as you take responsibility for that there then um then it's okay and i think that one thing that that this pandemic has shown us is that the individual really does need to take responsibility for their own health and Mm. well-being in order for us as a society to be able to move forward together it's it's so important for us to know our our own limits in um in our bodies and understand our bodies on an individual level, because again, no one knows your body like you do. Um, and so being able to, to being able to make informed decisions about the, not only the medications that you're taking, the things that you're putting into your body, what you're eating, how you're moving. It's so important for us again, to be able to build a sustainable way of being and a sustainable way of working, being productive, being creative, it's it's something that hasn't really been emphasized up until this point. Right. Our emphasis has been more reactive than proactive. Mm. Um, our our emphasis has been really on like when something happens, then we'll have the time for it. Then we'll make concession. Then we'll then we'll we'll do what we'll do what needs to be done then. And that has really landed us in some dangerous places, as we can see now. Um, what. It just just looking at health and wellness, I'm not trying not trying to make this a huge overarching um, political debate. This gotcha. is more about uh, us as individuals really taking responsibility for how we're taking care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because um, then, if if we're taking care of ourselves, then we can start to be more more of an example for again companies to take care of their employees, companies to firstly see the people that are the foundation of their business as the as when when you when you're taking care of your employees, when you're taking care of the people that are working for you, realizing that good health is good business. For sure. Realizing that making sure that your employees are well and able to manage and cope with the things that are being thrown at them, um, not again, not only in their working lives, but also with with what's happening in the world is in, is actually important and is vital to the functioning of a healthy business. Um, and so I think that consciousness starting to expand and come into, into um, most people, most people's general awareness and most business owners understanding of how this can be so beneficial to their employees to actually have a resource, a tool for their employees to engage with. I think that's something that's going to be really beneficial for us as we move forward. I hear that. Yeah, it makes complete sense. And I think the key takeaway startup nation that I want to kind of, uh, add, you know, not add on, but reemphasize that Taryn said, good health is good business. Like I said at the top of the show, you can't take care of the business if you don't take care of yourself. Uh, so you remember, remember that startup nation, you self starters out there as you move mm-hmm. forward, uh, on your journey of entrepreneurship. Once again, startup nation, we're talking to chief wellness officer, uh, Taryn Kalmeyer, uh, founder of remote team wellness. And if you want to check out everything that's going on, or you're ready to go ahead and sign up and book that call, go to remoteteamwellness.com. That link is there in the show notes for easy access. If you listen to the replay on the podcast. So, 
Taryn, when I go to the website and I'm ready to kind of get signed up and stuff like that, kind of talk about what the next steps are. Like I get, I'm ready to do this. I go to the website, then what happens? Yeah, absolutely. So basically we just take in a little bit more information about your team, Mm -hmm. like your size, the court, the the previous initiatives that you've done for your team, if any. Um, And just to, just to kind of find out and gauge exactly where you're at, what you're looking for. We have two different types of services. We have monthly sessions, which are reoccurring sessions that are kind of built around a theme for the month. Um, And then we also have virtual retreats, which are one-off events that can kind of in conjunction with other wellness initiatives like a wellness day or a wellness week so we have a lot of we have a few different options and it really depends on what our customers are looking for because we are quite a bespoke service so we from our website we just like to know a little bit more about your company what you're looking for what your needs are in the short term and long term and then we jump on a call and kind of talk you through a proposal for what we'd recommend to start your company out on a wellness program or on a wellness um, a wellness event and sure. that's generally how we go about things. That's how the magic, that's how the magic starts. I hear that. And I, and I see you have like, you know, you have different services and stuff like that, but you also have virtual retreats. Kind of walk mm-hmm. me through that one. What's a virtual treat, retreat? Sorry. Absolutely. Getting tongue tied no there. My bot. <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Absolutely. No worries. Um, a virtual retreat is a half day or full day experience, um, usually with about two to five practitioners, experts from around the world in different wellness areas so say you have um you have a emotional intelligence coach a sleep coach maybe a nutritional wellness uh, practitioner and then you end the day off with a relaxing yoga session for the team so these can be facilitated experiences for your team to do to show up to something that's more than just a zoom meeting something that's a little bit more immersive um, and really helps you to to, again, not only connect to your body, but connect to your team. Mm. We also have completely different activities that if, you're, if your focus is more on social wellness, we can facilitate a, like a trivia session or an adult recess. Um, and we have a lot of different gameplay sessions within that as well. So it's really dependent on where the team is at, what their goals and objectives are for moving into a virtual space and, and for their virtual connection. Um, and we really and we really like to to change things up and give a little bit of variety to all of our sessions because it's just it just it, not everyone's going to resonate with every every one of our services. Not everyone's right. going to resonate with yoga. Not everyone's going to resonate with emotional intelligence coaching or nutrition. Um, but we we like to give something for everyone so that everyone on the team can feel involved and work together in some way. I hear that. I appreciate you sharing. I want to ask a quick follow up because, you know, you, you talked about having trainers and stuff from all over the world, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, Absolutely. And, right. And, and we, we're we living in the world where it, it's like it's getting you know so much smaller. You know what I yeah. mean? Where it's like, you know, learning different, you know, people's backgrounds and cultures uh, and, and stuff like that. Does that ever come up? Not from a negative standpoint at all. I mean, from a strictly positive standpoint where it, it just kind of like it builds a sense of community when you when you have these, you know, uh, virtual retreats and, and people are signing up. Do you ever have like that sense of community when you have people sign up for your services at all? Yes, absolutely. And I, I'm sorry. And I guess I asked that because like it, I imagine it may be a bit difficult because, you know, or maybe not. I don't know because of the whole virtual aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But go mm-hmm. ahead. I'm sorry. I mean to cut you off. No, 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 no worries at all. I think you bring up an interesting point. So community, absolutely. It really helps to build out a team vibe we mm, we, we find right. to be able to connect people with, you know, practitioners from around the world. Mm-hmm. It 
I, one thing I will say to just comment on that is that a lot of people are quite burnt out from being online. And That's so true, sometimes right. we have to, we have to encourage people, you know, we don't, we don't necessarily say that um, having your camera on is mandatory. So if people don't really want to engage in that way, they don't have to. Mm -hmm. um, but in order to, again, engage with the facilitator, engage with the team to really feel like they've been a part of an experience is something that not a lot of people are getting in just a zoom meeting where they have to present or they have to give, or they have to do some kind of work. Right. Um, and we're really, Really finding that that is something that is helping to form connections in teams that haven't even met each other yet, you know, in teams that really, you know, that it's a really, it's a really difficult thing to do an onboarding process for a person that won't meet, you know, 95% of their team in person right. um, and really be able to connect with them outside of the, you know, again, on a human level outside of, of work. Um, so we're really finding that that's actually been quite a, a helpful thing to, to offer for our virtual retreats and to have some social element in our virtual retreats is really important to us. Even if someone does, even if people don't want to participate or they can't attend the live session and they have to watch after the fact, it is community building aspect. And it is really amazing to be able to connect facilitators from around the world to different teams as well. It's just so because everyone has completely different ways of viewing the world and viewing um, viewing wellness. So to be able to learn from different cultures, different people, different places, I think is a really beneficial and valuable um, element to add to a business. For sure. For sure. I want to ask you this as well, because we're, we're talking about, you know, remote, virtual stuff like that. And it, it seems like even before the pandemic, like this industry, this space was mm. already growing. You know what I mm. mean? So I, I guess I'm curious, what's your uh, prospect of the industry as far as like from a remote virtual working out space? Like, where do you see the see not just yeah. your company, but the industry itself going as a whole? Oh, I see it expanding exponentially. Even I, can't, I don't even think we can fathom how much more it's okay. going to grow. Just okay. with, um, it just it just also kind of depends on people's uh, uptake of um, travel and moving around after, right. you know, the vaccine protocols have been carried out in a different kind of way. Right. But I really do see this virtual space exploding um, and really coming out with new products that, that are even more personalized, even more customized mm. um, and very, and, and really help to make uh, like that are, that are very concierge and bespoke. I think that, that, that we're going to see quite a lot of, um, a lot of different, a lot of different programs coming out around that. Obviously every, every fitness provider, every, um, wellness practitioner has had to adapt and again, make their themselves virtual in some way or make their services available virtually. And I think that there's going to be a, a lot more, a lot more people taking care of themselves in that way, rather than choosing to go back to, you know, the traditional gyms or, um, or studios or anything like anything around that. And again, the wellness industry has been expanding, as you said, right. um, it's been, it's been expanding for years and been growing year on year exponentially, Absolutely. but that's because our consciousness around how we take care of ourselves is also expanding and increasing. And as that continues to expand and increase, and we start to think more about how to optimize our well-being, optimize our lives and, um, and kind of focus our energy on that rather than, um, I think maybe rather than the things that come as, extras to the wellness industry you know right. the, like the apparel and the the gear and all of that there are going to be more solution focused um solution focused products 
out. I, 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 I foresee. I foresee that. I foresee. Uh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Definitely understand that. Once again, Startup Nation, we're actually wrapping up with Taryn Calmayer, uh, Chief Wellness Officer of Remote Team, uh, Remote Team Wellness. Sorry. Uh, and if you want to check out that website, once again, that website is remoteteamwellness.com. We have a link there in the show notes for easy access if you listen to replay on the podcast. So Taryn, I know you're talking to me uh, from Mexico right now, right? That's where you live right now yeah, and stuff absolutely. like that. And we were talking offline that you was living in uh, LA before. Ooh. I guess I'm curious because we know entrepreneurs are always mm-hmm. looking to grow themselves where they, you know, listen mm-hmm. to books, read podcasts and stuff like that. But I think you may have an interesting perspective because you've lived in different places uh, mm. around the world. Just kind of talk about that personal growth that has been yielded from living in different places around the world that you've kind of experienced, if you don't mind. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think the main thing that I've learned from being able to live in different places and connect with you know, different people from, from around the world is really realizing that we're pretty much all the same. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. We're realizing that we're all the same and just treating people with a baseline respect um, and in and almost curiosity. I uh, One thing that I've been raised to believe is that every single person has something to teach me. Everyone knows something that I don't. And living around the world really humbles you because it shows you that the way that you've been raised is not the only way. The way that you, the, the things that you know and the things that you believe can be different just based on you know your location and your your circumstances what you've around what you've grown up with the environment that um that has been cultivated around you and i think that opportunity to be in different places around people of different of different um of different you know different beliefs and um opinions is so so vital uh just to just to not only to not only growing and understanding more about myself. It's been really vital to understanding more about, again, how I relate to people around me and how I, how I want to leave an impact on the people that I meet. Um, it's also been really just educational for me to learn different languages and to understand more about, about different cultures. For sure. So, yeah. So I'd say that's definitely been the, the, the benefit for me in living in different places. And I think that one thing I kind of want to tie into the question that you asked before about how, um, how things will shift for the wellness industry, the way that people travel um, is probably going to change quite a lot because obviously it's not as, it's not as fun to wear a mask for you know thirty hours on a flight. So the the frequency and and way that we travel may slow down quite a little uh, quite a little bit. But the opportunity to go and stay in a place for a little bit longer, maybe to understand more about the culture, to integrate into the country rather than just going on a week vacation to a resort that mm. is a curated experience. More people, and especially entrepreneurs and remote workers, will be um, probably slammed toward going for going to a place where they can stay experience the culture work live uh you know have have a have a full a fuller experience of the place that they are visiting rather than just you know popping over for a week and being able to work remotely is probably going to be able to facilitate that in a a completely different way that we can't even foresee i also foresee people focusing more on their wellness as they do travel so that that is definitely going to that is definitely going to see a, sur- a insurgence in retreats and 
um, different types of different types of ways that people can start to ex- you know work on themselves and do some personal development, work, play, live, um, and feel like their life is a vacation rather than like they have to go somewhere for that to happen. Right. You know. Right. right. Sure. Does that make sense? No, that, that, that makes complete sense. And, you know, mm. and, and one of the cool things I, I think that, you know, like, you know, like you say, you got a, you know, no, under normal circumstances, you got a personal trainer and you, and you go out and you travel uh, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, man, I can't really get a good workout in because, you know, they're back home. But now, like, mm-hmm. you know, with what you do, that personal trainer can kind of come with you uh, a mm-hmm. little bit. So I think that's uh, kind of cool. Uh, as well. Uh, and I want to ask you one last question before I let you go. And once again, thank you so much for coming on the show. We've definitely had a blast and got some definite value uh, from you, Taryn. I appreciate that so much. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that it's been valuable. Thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. So uh, I would be remiss that, you know, not to acknowledge that, you know, it's uh, International Women Histories History Month uh, this yeah. month. Uh, and, and so I big question here, I'm going to ask you. Okay. So if you can go back in time, you know, and, and ask, you know, pick the brain of a, a, a woman, uh, who you've looked up to, you know, while you, you know, uh, growing up and stuff like that, you know, somebody in history or whatever, uh, if you could go back and pick their brain, no matter who it was, who would, it, who would it be? And what would you ask them? Oh, I know big question. <laughs> huge question huge question um it would be Maya Angelou okay probably for sure okay I was just I've just been inspired by her her poetry and her just I've just been inspired by her my entire life um the question that I would ask would probably be how did you stay true to yourself mm. um in in the face of adversity, how do you, how did you stay true to yourself in the face, in the face of adversity, all the things that you, all the adversity that you faced. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I kind of put you on the spot there, but I, no, I definitely appreciate good. it. <laughs> definitely. It's a good question. It's a really good question. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I'm going to be thinking about that a little bit longer. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. And that's going to wrap up this session of the startup life. We want to once again, thank Taryn Kalmeyer, Kalmeyer, uh, from uh, remote team wellness, remoteteamwellness.com for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Taryn. Thank you so much, Dominic, for having me. It's been a pleasure. Of course. And as always, Startup Nation, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life. If you want to let us know what you think about our show, have an idea for a show topic, or would like to advertise on our show, send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a great way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is there in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or even on your Facebook timeline or any other platform you like to get your podcast. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. You can also listen to the show on the Startup Life Podcast new website. There you will find the all-new Startup Blog where I write on many topics that are interesting and helpful to you on your path to entrepreneurship. And hey, If you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.